scripture reading is taken from the Gospel of Mark, chapter 9, verses 2 to 9. Let us hear the word of the Lord. Six days later, Jesus took with him Peter and James and John and let them up a high mountain apart by themselves, and he was transfigured before them, and his clothes became dazzling white, such as no one on earth could reach them. And there appeared to them Elijah with Moses, who were talking with Jesus. Then Peter said to Jesus, Rabbi, it is good for us to be here. Let us make three dwellings, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. And he did not know what to say, for they were terrified. Then a cloud overshadowed them, and from the cloud there came a voice. This is my son, the beloved. Listen to him. Suddenly, when they looked around, they saw no one who was with them anymore, and only Jesus. As they were coming down the mountain, he ordered them not to tell no one about what they had seen until after the Son of Man had risen from the dead. This is the word of the Lord. Thank you, Father. It's a beautiful, uh, uh, many, many different ways of uh, appreciating us, uh, creation uh, and beauty. Uh, God is uh, really, uh, we, we need to celebrate God because of everything, not just because of one or two things, because of the totality, the everything that God has provided for us. I was thinking about the life of disciples with Jesus. What would it have been like, the life of uh, their life with Jesus Christ? I mean, before they met Christ, they were pretty ordinary people, a lot of them fishermen. Um, they believed in God, they worked hard, uh, but after meeting Christ, somehow a lot of wonderful things happened. Uh, it must have been fantastic. They never witnessed that kind of things in their lives. Before, day-to-day -day predictable, just work hard. But when Jesus, every day was so different. Every day they were shocked, surprised, totally unexpected. Uh, so the life with Jesus Christ uh, must have been uh, really fantastic. They, witness, they witnessed many out-of-this-world experience. They saw sick people coming and Jesus laid his hands and they were healed. And then demon-possessed people came and then uh, Jesus just with his word of authority tell them and then exorcise them, and the, the, they were terrified, they were, trem, they were trembling, and then they left. And then they uh, saw this miracle of feeding 5,000, 10,000 people with only five loaves of bread and two fish. I mean, they actually witnessed all these things every day they experience something out of this world experience they never had that kind of uh, 
they, they never saw that kind of thing. And most of all, Jesus even brought dead Lazarus. Come along. So, I think they experienced tremendous joy, excitement. Life was very, very different after meeting Christ. And even today's experience is very much out of this world uh, experience. Uh, this story is one of five pillars of uh, Jesus' uh, uh, ministry or uh, Jesus' manifestations, like resurrection, ascension, and all that. So it's one of the five. They went up to a mountain and saw Jesus completely be transformed. His clothes became dazzling white, such as no one on earth could bleach them. And not only that, they saw Moses and Elijah, who were on earth 14 years before Jesus Christ came and then 900 years before uh, Jesus came respectively. And all of a sudden they saw Moses and Elijah and then Jesus was talking with them. What would, I, what, what, what would he talk about? Probably my, is my guess. But probably he was talking with them about the cross, how he had to die, most likely. Then the cloud came, and then from the cloud they heard the voice. They presumed it was God's voice. And the voice said, this is my son, beloved. Listen to him. Wow. Best of the best. You can't get any better than this. You can't get any more dramatic than this. Ultimate supernatural experience. Ultimate supernatural experience. Too bad that we don't have that kind of experience most more often these days. I hope that we, we could have more of more of these experiences, then they will take God more seriously. They'll come to Bible study more seriously. <laughs> They'll say, wow, God is really alive. God is really there. I just hope that God may show a little bit more of uh, that part. I don't want to explain today's story in a way we can understand and accept. That's no fun. You will kill the power of the story. It was not an it was not an understandable experience. It was not an explainable uh, uh, experience. No matter how much we try to explain it scientifically, or whatever, it is not explainable. I will just leave it as it is. It was beyond our ordinary day-to-day -day experience. What the experience was beyond that. And I wonder if disciples, if they were there, I, I think they would have just 
stood, uh, stood there with mouth open in awe. They could not even communicate with each other. They were just standing there. The scripture said they were terrified. Yes, of course. When you experience what you cannot explain, you become terrified. But it can be good at the same time. They were terrified, but it was good. So Peter liked that experience so much that, hey, why don't we build three tents, three dwellings, and then one for you, one for Moses, one for Elijah. So why don't we just stay there in the, uh, this mountain? It's great. I never experienced that. I feel so peaceful. I feel so glorified here. I want to stay here. Why don't we just stay here? But Jesus reaction was uh, strange. On the way down, I mean, that's, that's why I like Jesus. That's why I'm fascinated by this person, Jesus. He's not like any other human being. He's not like any other. I mean, when you read the story, you can see how different he is from most of us. I mean, these disciples experienced this wonderful out of out of this world experience and they were so excited and then they were coming down and thinking that I'm gonna talk only three disciples uh, three disciples Jesus took uh, this time not all 12 disciples uh, Peter James and John main core disciples they took uh, these three and then went up and then they on the way down they must have uh, the wow, this is really, really great. I'm going to go down and talk to uh, other uh, guys. You know, you know what I experienced at the top of the mountain? I met Moses and Elijah. Can you believe it? Moses and Elijah. And then I, we heard the voice and we saw this dazzling white and the trans transformation. All that. They were just dying to share what they experienced on the top of my mountain with the people down there. But strangely, Jesus said, be quiet. Don't tell them what you experience. And I wonder, isn't it better for them to share about how wonderful they experienced with other people so that they could believe being God more? But somehow, that was not Jesus' way of letting other people believe. Jesus was almost saying, that's not how you can believe. That's not how you can obtain faith. That's not how you change. That's what Jesus seems to say. We didn't read it today, but right after the story, there's another story. Uh, it was down there after they experienced uh, all this uh, fantastic thing uh, at the top of the mountain. They came down, and there was a story. There, a father uh, came to the disciples 
with a sick uh, son. And then they asked the disciples, please, can you heal my son? And the disciples could not. They had a wonderful experience, uh, experience in the mountain, but when they came down, they could not heal the son of this man. And then this was what Jesus said. You faithless generation, how much longer must I be among you? How much longer must I put up with you? They had wonderful experience at the uh, top of the mountain. It was a heavenly experience. But when they came down and faced the dark reality, they were powerless. Experiencing God is great. I think we should all experience God at some point of our lives. But Jesus is telling us that there is life down there where we have to deal with the evil, darkness, hurt, and pain. Christian life or Christian discipleship is not just about experiencing God. Christian life is about dealing with our everyday situations where we experience suffering, disappointment, sadness, anger, grief, and frustration. We Christians live in a matrix of glory and suffering. Both are, both, both are present in our lives. Every day we encounter pain, suffering, hurt, and all kinds of negative things. Every day you encounter your own damn demons. Every day you're encountering your own darkness. We cannot expect life to be just always good and glorious. The secret of life is not in searching for the experience of his glory, but in being empowered to be able to deal with our dark reality. We cannot always look for honey and suck on the pleasure of his sweetness. We cannot always ask for, okay, where is fun? Where is honey? Where is pleasure? Where is glory? We cannot always do that. We have to learn to be strong in every situation that we encounter in our lives. Yes, we need to experience God, but we cannot stay there as Peter wrongly suggested. We have to come down to where we have to deal with the suffering in this world.
we should not only ask God to give us the joy of experiencing God, but also ask God to empower and equip us to deal with pain and suffering of this world. And I do believe that God will give us the wisdom and power to do so. Last night, while I was finishing up my sermon, my mind is uh, wrapped around this uh, mountaintop experience. Yes, these disciples had experienced uh, this wonderful manifestations uh, of God. And while I was reflecting on it, uh, on my bed. And then a call came in. And then it's one of the ministers uh, uh, in Toronto. He's an intramoderator of our church. And then he started talking about the problems uh, in that church. And, then, and he asked me for advice. I was at the top of the mountain, right there. <laughs> oh my goodness, this church problem. I, oh, people fighting and I, kicking out, kicking out minister and, and all that stuff. Oh my goodness. We are always facing challenges in the world. Ask God to give you wisdom and ability to be able to deal with challenges in this world. God will grant that. Last Thursday, I visited one of our Retired, retired elders, Kim Dong Shin Actually, he's a Jenny's grandfather. Just very, very recently, he discovered that he's suffering from lung cancer. And there was no symptom. He was healthy. Just Three weeks ago, I talked to him. He was at the service, and all, all of a sudden, he had a lung cancer. And he's fighting right now in uncertainty. How am I going to deal with this? I pray that God may grant him and his family the power and the grace to go through this very, very difficult time. Let us ask God to equip all of us to be a source of strength when challenges come to us. Transfiguration that is foreshadowed of resurrection. Transfiguration shows what will come, that is, resurrection. But the resurrection will be different from transfiguration. Transfiguration, these disciples just went up to the mountain and experienced transfiguration. But resurrection, without cross, there is no resurrection. 
you cannot just experience resurrection. Only through the cross you can experience the resurrection. Saint Paul said, Saint Paul said, you die with Christ and you rise with Christ. You want to experience the resurrection? You have to take up the cross. It is easy to believe in God when everything is going all right. When everything is good, it is easy to believe in God. But when the darkness comes to you, difficulties come to you, and hardships come to you, when the cross comes to you, are you going to give up? When you had a mountain top experience, it's good to be living God. But down there, when you experience the evil dark, darkness and the cross, are you going to give up? Without that cross, there is no resurrection. And I saw some people, they started well, come to church and experience God and all that. But when they experienced cross in their lives, they stop there. They give up. They don't go through to get to the resurrection. This Wednesday is Ash Wednesday. That means starting this Wednesday, the Lent begins. Lent meaning we reflect on Jesus' suffering, death, and resurrection. That we are reflecting on the way of the cross. Our journey, our journey to fullness is also our journey to the cross. Without having journeyed to the cross, there is no fullness. There is no resurrection. May God give you strength and insight about the journey into the cross. I hope that we Christians become equipped to deal with the darkness of this world. I don't want Christians to be soft Christians, just sucking on the honey of the pleasure and joy of experiencing God. I want our Christians to stand up, to deal with the darkness, injustice of this world, to stand up strong. That's what Christian journey is all about.